Welcome to Lesson 5 of the Divine Love Essentials course. I'm Bill Frace, and we'll be discussing pages 22 through 26 of the Divine Love Essentials book. Uh, this book can be downloaded from wakeupcallforthesoul.com under the Publications tab. So if you join me in prayer, please. Beloved Creator, we thank you for this opportunity to come together to uh, learn more about you and and ourselves and uh, our lives in this world and in this lesson uh, our lives and, and the lives of others in the next in uh, what we might call your realms of spirit I would ask that uh, everyone here uh, be under your cloak of protection uh, during this lesson that we all might uh, be surrounded by your light and love, uh, as there are many spirits who are very interested in these topics, uh, spirits who may have been in the afterlife dimensions for a long time without much knowledge uh, of the things we are actually going to discuss here. Amazing as that sounds, even as I say the words. So, um, yeah, we, we ask them to uh, draw close those who are curious who want to know more about the possibilities for their lives in the great uh, realms of your spirit uh, both for those who are participating live now and for anyone who will be listening to this recording afterwards uh, that that they may be under your your protection in uh, the flow of your light and love as well as we discuss your laws your realms of spirit as they work toward the fulfillment of your plan for all of your precious and beloved children. We thank you. Amen. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do what I typically do, uh, go through kind of the main points of, of each of the lessons in this case, which is uh, first of all, the law of attraction. And then uh, that, I think what I call it, a, what a brief sketch of the, um, spirit realms and then uh, move to the questions since a lot of the questions do incorporate information from both uh, both of those uh, lessons in the book so uh, yeah the law of attraction is to me it's it's uh, it's not the only spiritual law there is but it's it's a really important one and I feel I, I felt it was important to provide uh, readers with some information regarding the, the nature and structure of the realms of spirit because it has some relevance to, to us here on earth but especially when when uh, when souls pass into spirit so many um, you know can be disoriented and not really understand what's going on and, and so it just seemed to me to be particularly helpful and it also relates to some of the later uh, chapters we'll discuss in the future with regard to the laws of communication and rapport um, and things along those lines. So uh, the way that I, the phrase that I like to use when I talk about it, particularly these two chapters here is really uh, the word of orienting, of, of helping, helping us to find our place um, in this incredible universe, uh, this cosmos and all of its vastness and, and with all of these layers and dimensions that, of which we have, at least on earth, almost no understanding or, or conception of. Uh, and there are many people in this world, as you all know, who 
don't even affirm the reality of these things, uh, let alone uh, the reality of them with any specificity. So hopefully this will uh, be helpful to some folks. Um, yeah, and so for me, the law of attraction helps us to understand why we experience uh, the spiritual, spiritual realities that we do. And as we do on earth, um, we won't go into a lot of specificity on that here, but hopefully some of this will be helpful. And then, but it also is critical to understanding why different souls reside in different places in the spirit realms and why they aren't all lumped together in a few places. Um, as many people, at least in my experience, uh, you know, and maybe what we might call some of the Western traditions where people have ideas of very few locations that uh, souls can go to in the afterlife dimensions. And, and that's, uh, that's just, it's well, simply not true. Um, there, there are many uh, locations and, and possibilities uh, pretty much beyond our, our ability to, to imagine at this point. Uh, one of the key things to understand with the law of attraction as it relates to and the law of attraction, I guess I probably should have said this, it's one of my later points here, but it, it, it's basically a spiritual law that states that the condition of the soul attracts those spiritual conditions, environments, and entities that harmonize with it. So that that is my attempt at putting that law into the most succinct and compact form possible. Um, and so one of the challenges in understanding and applying it on earth is that the earth is currently in, in a condition of incredible uh, darkness and heaviness at this point. And the phrase that I'll typically use for that is the human condition. It's not a permanent condition. It's just, uh, it's just what humanity has done uh, upon the earth that creates these conditions that are out of harmony with, um, with God's will and with God's laws and and love and it's the predomination of those conditions upon the earth that cause uh, the law of attraction to work with much much less uh, specificity or exactitude or efficiency uh, as it does in the uh, spirit realms uh, so that's a big part of why think why it doesn't quite translate the same way to us, but it's still at that level of soul, at the core meaning of the law, it's still operating and affecting those spiritual influences, particularly um, spirits or angels or, or uh, whatever entities uh, that, that form kind of the, uh, the group around us at any given point in our lives, they are attracted to us based on the condition uh, of our soul. Um, so that, that's where it applies most strongly on the earth. And, and again, it, it, it basically determines uh, the location of any soul's uh, current residence within the, the realms of spirit, which we'll get more specifically in uh, after I finish this section of the law of attraction. All right, and I think I've already covered some of these other points. So just uh, maybe to put more specificity on it. So this law determines the quality of the spiritual forces we attract into our lives. The higher and brighter our spiritual condition, meaning the condition of our soul, uh, the closer uh, more high energies and powers and spirits and angels can be attracted to us. Um, 
and then the the lower or darker our spiritual condition is at any given time and and we through the exercises of our will we have the ability to to um you know strengthen uh that light or to choose uh you know thoughts and feelings and and uh, emotions and things that are more out of harmony to you know again attract uh different kinds of forces into our lives and so if if we're going more down the, the that dark path and, and this is more i mean this is also this applies to the earth and also to the spirit realms then uh, these are forces that will uh, they reinforce and amplify our soul's condition basically you know you can think of it in terms of uh, like resonance or or harmony uh, energetically that that you know through the development of our souls we are either going to attract uh, higher uh, brighter forces entities or uh, darker ones and and the same goes uh, in, in the realms of, of spirit as well so uh, for me the law of attraction makes it clear that the quality of our spiritual existence on earth and in the spirit realms is a direct reflection of the conditions of our souls and another thing that really gets people confused about this law of attraction is that um, well, very few people have an understanding of the soul as being different from the, the material mind, but it um, this because of how materially uh, we experience life in this world and how people have associated material benefits with uh, spiritual development. You know, and you can look at. At different theories and, and uh, ideas that have been been really popular throughout history like the the Protestant work ethic where oh if you work hard you experience material set success which then translates into your predestination meaning that oh this is proof that that you're destined to go to heaven as, as opposed to some other place um, and, and we have this kind of mythology now that that somehow people confuse uh, material blessings as being equivalent to spiritual blessings and uh, they don't always go together. You can have very bright people, uh, bright mentally, uh, very intelligent people whose soul conditions are extremely dark. Uh, you can also have very simple people, uh, people who don't have brilliant minds as we would estimate them um, in our civilization at this point, and yet their souls are very bright uh, and they have a, a kind of peace and happiness that uh, you know, that would be enviable uh, for many, many souls. So I think that's one of the places where, where on earth people get really uh, confused thinking that just, you know, that a, that a bright soul condition necessarily translates into, you know, wealth and fame and prosperity and all these things. And, and that's just not necessarily uh, the case because the material laws that are brought into effect on, in those areas uh, don't always aren't always uh, affected by the spiritual laws uh, involved in them and that's it's really hard to talk about these things at this kind of general conceptual level but that's my attempt at it um, and yeah all right so I'll let that I'll let that go uh, at this point it'll probably come up later in some some way um, and then this law uh, also makes it clear that we're responsible for the condition of our souls through the exercise of our will. So uh, our soul condition is not a function of our membership. It doesn't matter what tribe we belong to. It's, it doesn't matter what religion we follow. 
uh, what beliefs we have, what our creeds are, or any other category or group to which we may ascribe or, or subscribe ourselves to. Um, it's the condition of our soul is it, it's based on our choices uh, under whatever circumstances we find ourselves. And so if we're experiencing the influence of lower and darker forces and conditions, uh, in applying this law, we then know that they're being attracted to us through our soul condition and our thoughts and feelings and emotions associated with that uh, that are in harmony, harmony to draw those, those forces to us. And it's the same thing when, if we're on the, the path of uh, seeking the purification of our souls in natural love, then if we're doing that, we are going to attract spirits who are interested in supporting us in that that regard of, of helping us to, to cleanse our souls of, our, of, of those errors uh, that we may have so that we can come into greater harmony uh, with, with the true nature of our souls as created beings. And the same goes for those souls that are on the divine love path, seeking God's divine love. Those souls are going to attract uh, other souls that are on the divine love path as well, uh, whether they're progressive spirits on their way uh, into the celestial uh, heavens or even celestial angels uh, who seek to, to guide and, and uplift uh, the souls who, who have chosen that, that path toward at one minute with God. And uh, as I've already said, the law of attraction determines our place of residence in the spirit realms. Uh, the exact uh, sphere and plane that our souls are attracted to through the law of attraction um, after we leave our bodies is precisely determined uh, by this law. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think this law is so important because I think, you know, a lot of souls, they, they're really happy on earth and then they end up in the spirit realms and conditions are not what they expected and they have no idea why they are where they are. They don't understand um, you know, initially, uh, or even many souls for quite some time, like, well, why, either, why am I in such an awesome condition, I really don't understand, or why, why am I in not such a great uh, situation, why is my environment, you know, not really making me happy, and, and actually um, causing me some distress, and, and negativity, and, and resistance, and things, so, uh, you know, it, it basically leads to this perfect correlation between the soul and its environment and its neighbors, those other souls with whom it congregates in that particular plane of whatever sphere uh, that soul finds itself. Um, so anyways, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on from the law of attraction and then uh, go into the brief, uh, brief sketch of the spirit realms here um, to highlight some points before moving into the question. So uh, the spirit realms are incredibly uh, diverse. It's not just one or two places where spirits uh, hang out after they pass. There are innumerable um, planes within within these uh, spheres, and I was going to try to do something to help us conceptualize, but basically we're talking about realities that are outside of uh, what we typically think of in terms of our normal space-time existence here on Earth at this point, and so I considered uh, the project basically to be kind of futile to try to describe that in those terms because I'm, I'm not particularly skilled myself at you know referencing things that are outside of uh, space-time as, as I currently experience it so uh, yeah these spheres they're not literal spheres and more like hyperspheres that are multi-dimensional in their nature um, and 
Yeah. So, anyways, hopefully that's helpful and not too confusing on the uh, the spirit realm uh, side of things. But the main point there is is the incredible diversity and and all of these different layers and levels that that exist, so that any soul. Uh, has a home basically there is no place in the cosmos where a soul uh, that has left its its biological body is not going to, to find a place where it belongs where it uh, its own condition harmonizes perfectly with the conditions that it finds itself in and i find that to be a, a supremely um, hopeful idea you know that everybody has a home and whether the person is happy about the home that they're that that their soul has attracted them to or not, they have a place that resonates with where they are at that point in their journey. Um, and yeah, so we already talked about this. This Each soul resides in a plane uh, of a sphere that is most perfectly uh, harmonized with that soul's current level of development. Uh, the spheres where soul development and divine love are emphasized uh, tend to be the odd number spheres, particularly the third, fifth, and seventh uh, sphere. The spheres where the purification of the soul's nature is emphasized, the, the natural nature of the soul uh, tend to be the second, fourth, and sixth spheres. Uh, and then the way that the law, these uh, the spirit realms work is that a soul, basically, it can travel anywhere. So wherever it resides in its current uh, level of spiritual development, it can travel easily to any realm or well, easily, and that there's all kinds of caveats there, but basically that uh, a soul can travel to all the levels below it uh, if it so desires uh, to do so for whatever reason. So it can go to the very depths, um, and then the the top level that that it can uh, travel to is is that level that it resides in. Um, yeah, and there's some nuances there, but I don't think those are particularly important uh, for this lesson here. And then. Um, yeah, so so basically where a soul resides and then it can travel uh, below that level of its current development. Yeah, and, and again, I'm sharing this because there's just such a, a general lack of knowledge of the structure of the afterlife realms. Um, and again, just as many people on earth have no understanding of these things, there are many in the spirit realms who have no understanding of, of these possibilities uh, because so many, they may find themselves in the earth planes and they they may hear information or, or something about you know that there are higher realms and places to go but uh, not oftentimes not necessarily with this this level of uh, specificity that you know hopefully is is helpful to some folks um all right yeah, and so uh, as I think we've talked about this before, if but if not, um, the the highest plane of the sixth sphere is where uh, spirits on the natural love path reach the end of their soul's purification, and then they continue their growth in their int intellectual development, and then the spheres above the sixth uh, sixth natural love sphere, we might call it. Uh, those are the places where souls go who are continuing to grow in their at-one-ment uh, with God in divine love. So this is beyond the purification of the soul into the complete uh, transformation of the soul into uh, the very essence, substance, divinity of the creator. All right, with that said, I'm now going to go uh, into some of the questions, uh, which hopefully will help with with some of these things here and I thank those of you who, who sent in your wonderful questions to to help me uh, flesh out some of this this stuff here 
So I received a question about the differences between guardian angels and spirit guides and whether they're biologically related to us. And so I'm going to keep this really simple. Of course, everything in life is much more complicated, but I'm just going to give kind of these simple principles to give an idea of, of these different entities and, and their roles in our lives. So each soul uh, upon incarnation receives a guardian angel uh, at the time of incarnation until the time that that soul passes into the spirit realms. So this guardian angel is not necessarily uh, a divine love spirit or anything like that. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. It just, it all depends. There's all these factors and things that, you know, um, that we're not going to get into here, and, and I can't even claim to understand a lot of those factors that are involved with that. But, um, but so everyone has some spirit, you know, that's that's in the light that is looking to to kind of protect uh, that soul to the best of their ability from from the moment of their incarnation until the, their time of passing into the spirit realms. Uh, and then each soul receives at least one spiritual guide whenever uh, that soul desires to make spiritual progress. So it's kind of like the law of attraction, you know, the soul says, hey, I would really like to, to make progress. And so that, that desire, and that's another law we haven't talked about, the law of activation, basically will will cause the creator uh, to say oh hey there's there's a soul here who who wants to progress and grow and and so uh, God will inspire souls to to step into that role of being the guide and again it could be one or, or multiple uh, if a soul if a soul chooses the divine love path, that soul receives a divine love spirit who knows the divine love path. They may be a celestial angel or they may be, uh, you know, a spirit that's more probably around the, uh, the seventh sphere, you know, getting ready to, to enter the celestial spheres in terms of their, their abode uh, in order to uh, support support that soul on that part of their journey. And uh, different people have different numbers of, of spirits around them that are that are seeking to to guide and support and uplift them and those spirits can change over the time there's all kinds of things that happen that way but just to give to respond to this question and uh and with regard to the sort of blood relative question um our guard, guardian angels and guides may or may not be blood relatives to us uh, the soul receives whoever will be the best to perform these tasks that any soul uh, may need on a soul by soul basis. Again, kind of according to the law of activation, God is going to uh, bless bless the soul that, that desires guidance and support and help on whatever path that that soul chooses to take. Uh, God's going to going to uh, send uh, that spirit or angel. Uh, or those spirits or angels that are going to be most helpful and supportive uh, to, to help that soul to continue in, in its desire for spiritual progress. All right, here's another question. If a soul passes into the lowest and darkest regions of the spirit realms or the earth planes, do they have the opportunity to progress? And the answer to that, thankfully, is yes. Uh, each soul receives the opportunity to progress from whatever their current condition is. Uh, and Again, souls have this opportunity to either seek uh, the perfection of their created natures or to seek at one with divinity and love. Basically, the entire stru structure of the spirit realms are designed to support the spiritual progress of each and every soul. Um, 
And so that kind of leads me into this next question. So since the natural love path and the divine love path are different paths, why do they go into the spheres that the others do? So we talked about the, the differences between the even and odd spheres, the natural love and the divine love spheres where uh, souls uh, making their, their way to progress in either perfection or in divinity uh, will tend to spend more time. And so, all right, and yeah, so why would someone, so the question goes further, why would someone who's on the natural path go into the third or the fifth sphere, for example? Um, you know, and then the question is like, well, could they have their path changed because they experienced divine love thinking or, you know, in those odd number spheres or vice versa? So um, for me, it's, the way I think about it is, is that the, the entire cosmos is, is an unbroken whole. Whatever brokenness we experience uh, is the result of the operation of free will. Uh, any kind of disruption or break or anything like that is, is that's not a part of the nature of creation. And so, I mean, the, the spirit realms themselves are a whole, they are a continuum, even though we talk about spheres and planes, they are in their way, um, there, there's a continuity between them. Um, and so, the way that I would think about it with regard to, like, let's say that there was a, um, spirit that was on the natural love path and they were at some point in the sixth sphere and they run into an angel and the angel's like hey uh, this whole divine love thing this is a really great uh, game we are having a lot of fun up here you're welcome to join us you know this is what you do you pray from your soul with with longings for you know the essence of God to come into your soul and it'll begin changing you from this natural creature into this divine being and let's say that sixth sphere spirit is just wow, like my mind is blown. I'm so excited. I'm going to do this. So what happens typically in that situation is, is that that sixth sphere spirit is going to then, uh, as they start praying for divine love, the law of attraction will actually cause that spirit to uh, go down to the third sphere in order to find conditions that are more conducive to uh, its desire to receive uh, divine love. So it's very interesting sort of counterintuitive kind of thing. And then that spirit, what would happen is as it progressed, uh, it would basically skip through the fourth sphere um, it, because it's already been there. It's done that. But then it would move into the fifth sphere where it could uh, accumulate even more divine love into its soul, and then it would basically, uh, at some point in its journey, pass through the sixth sphere and move then into the seventh sphere, which is the, the doorway, the entryway into the uh, celestial heavens uh, above the natural heavens. So I guess for me, um, the thing, it's not so much natural love spirits passing through the third and fifth sphere on their way to the even number spheres of the fourth and sixth sphere. Oh my gosh. So it, that, it's not so much them passing through those conditions, but to me, it's all about the relationships. We're changed by our relationships with others. We're changed by our relationship with the creator. And so when, when souls encounter each other and, and they share information and they, they share their understanding and their love with one another, um, it's in these opportunities, just it's the same as on earth where a soul might say, oh, gosh, this, hmm, I'm thinking about this differently now. And I want to, I want to explore this possibility or experience this reality that I didn't even know existed. So 
uh, and also for me, it's really important the commingling of both natural love and divine love spirits in the natural uh, spirit spheres uh, that are below the celestial heavens because, again, it creates all these opportunities for souls to encounter each other, to share with one another, to, to learn uh, from one another on their respective journeys as, as they're seeking their, their respective paths. And sometimes uh, those meetings are very, uh, very powerful and, and cause, uh, say, natural love spirits to change their direction. Uh, in, in my experience and knowledge, uh, I'm not aware that any you know, divine love path spirit has ever been convinced that, you know, don't bother with this whole celestial heaven thing and becoming an angel, you know, just, just be a, a pure natural spirit. I, I don't think it works in both directions. Um, I think it's, it's the, the ministry of many uh, spirits on the divine love path to, to help other souls to recognize that this is a real possibility for them and, and to invite them in, in love um, to, to engage in that path. You know, if, if that's if if they're able to access their soul's desire that way. Um, okay, yeah, so got all these notes, and I write them, and then I just end up saying whatever I'm going to say, anyways. All right. Um, oh, I received a question regarding the challenges of making uh, spiritual progress on the earth, given the, the darkness uh, of, the, of what I referred to earlier as the human condition that currently blankets the earth. Um, and so I just, I wanted to, and I've kind of talked about this before in a slightly different context, but um, while the conditions on the earth right now are quite dark and heavy, um, there's nothing that can come between a soul and its desire for union with God in love. So there's no place, it, it, the darkest, deepest depths of what some people might call the hells, which again, they're not permanent. I don't like to use the word hells because so many people consider that to be a, a permanent or eternal condition, which is not the case. Um, so God's love is available in, in the, the deepest, darkest uh, places in, in the cosmos as it is available uh, in those highest and, and brightest uh, locations in, in the universe as well. So, you know, basically um, the, the conditions on the earth can in no way prevent any soul from receiving divine love. There's, there's nothing about them that prevents that because it's all about the relationship of the soul to the creator. And so, this love is available everywhere. And since there's nothing that can come between us in receiving it, you know, I, I understand that, that the conditions under which we, we live as humans right now on the earth are, are quite challenging. Um, but I guess, you know, for me, and, and this again kind of is saying something I think I've said before in a slightly different way, uh, you know, being alive on the earth at this point is a really unique opportunity. I mean, one of the ways I think about it is, is that I, I have this opportunity to uh, swim against uh, the current of what is typical on the earth at this point as I uh, pray for and receive God's divine love into my soul. And so um, I, I see it almost as, a, as an exercise in, in strengthening um, and, and in creating this greater contrast between what, what I've received, what I continue to receive, and, and what 
you know, in, in many circumstances, the, the world reflects back to me that is uh, completely opposed uh, to the reality of, of who God is and the reality of God's love. And so I'm, I'm still eminently grateful for, you know, being alive at this time and, and to have the experience of that contrast and to experience the, the struggle, um, you know, as, as I seek to continue to, um, what's the word, allow God to elevate my soul above these conditions uh, to help me to transcend them so that I'm not uh, bound and beholden to them. And, um, you know, and, and ultimately my goal uh, for myself in this life is, is that I will, you know, as others before me, uh, will be to transcend these, these conditions and to to live a life that's uh, much more in harmony with God than with with those conditions that are out of harmony with uh, the reality of, of God's being and and personality and and love and all of those blessings that that flow from the Creator. So, you know, every tiny step uh, forward in God's love in this life, despite uh, the darkness, and shoot, maybe even because of it. Um, it has this potential to me to pay incredible rewards, uh, not only in this life, but, you know, in, in, in the rest of, uh, of our existence as well. So that's kind of how I, I continue to, to see that, that everything is an opportunity and it's really, it's up to us, each of us to, to find, um, the value in those opportunities and then to, to do our best to maximize that value in terms of our own lives. And uh, as we're doing that, doing our best to be kind and gentle and patient with ourselves, um, much as our creator is kind and gentle and patient with us as well as, as, we, uh, as we struggle with those conditions and as we continue to do our best, uh, you know, with, with what we have. Um, knowing that there's always more available. So that uh, that ends the, the questions that I'm uh, going to be responding to here. So I'd like to um, move into a brief prayer to close um, our time together. So if you would join me, please. Beloved Creator, we thank you for your incredible wisdom and love uh, that you have created this cosmos in such a way as to invite all of your children into at one minute with you to give every soul a home to establish laws that operate uh, with such perfection uh, that give give each of us the opportunity to come to know who we truly are and who we are to each other and our place in your cosmos and your universe and, and who we are as your precious and beloved children. Um, help us to, to keep our focus upon you, to seek those blessings uh, with which you desire to bless us so that we might be blessings to others in humility and in service and in love in whatever ways uh, you have gifted our souls to do so. We thank you. Amen. All right. So um, thank you for being here so much. And um, just
just want you to know that the one who made you accepts you absolutely and loves you unconditionally. And so it is. See ya. Bye.